A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening is Matt Knight. Hello. And Jay Cross. Hello, how's it going? Good, good. How is everyone? All right? Yeah, enjoying the sunshine. Are you, um, are you outside? To, uh, no, I, I have to, because, because, we've, got like, uh, because we've got some uh, kids that live next door and they're really noisy when they finish school it comes through the window so i have to shut the window while i'm recording and my bedroom gets extremely hot we we do a similar thing here have you just turned into a robot what no oh that's weird i think all right the internet's doing something weird have you just put yourself through the the monotron is that what you've done matty it has got an external it has got an auxiliary in so i was like ah i was thinking about getting a random tone generator oh but um yeah just putting a random tone generator through it and uh playing along and and then then just going to sleep yeah 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 just white that's that's my good good night music so i was looking at this kickstarter page today for this headphone brand i can't remember what they're called oh they're called cocoon um and uh these guys have developed these uh like soft fuzzy headphones on the outside that you, like, they can sense when you're asleep. So you can get it to play, like, white noise or, like, weird, like, meditation stuff. Yeah. And then when you fall asleep, they turn off. They've raised, like, $1.5 million. What? How much okay. is that? <laughs> I don't know, $40 or something? Really? Maybe That's... a bit more than that, maybe, like, a couple hundred dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah, crazy. And um, what's everyone been up to? Matt Knight, how's, how's your week? Yeah, good. Um, in fact, Jay, you'll like this. I was talking to Mark just before we started, and I was like, oh, I, I bought something really cool. It hasn't turned up yet. Um, I bought an electroharmonic space drum. Did you? Yeah. Amazing. How much is it? Uh, I got it for 80 quid. What? Yeah, absolute steal. Um, I, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's going to be in the post soon. Oh, man. Just that through the space echo is going to sound so good. For those who don't know, do you want to describe what the space drum is? Uh, it, it was the first electronic drum synthesizer. So it's basically uh, a touchpad um, with a synth into it that's triggered when you, you hit the pad, um, which makes a noise that goes... Does it only um, do one sound? No. I, basically, you have, like, um, you have a volume, and then you have a start frequency and a stop frequency. Okay. So obviously, depending on how you do it, and then it sweeps between those two frequencies. So if you set it in one position, if you set them both at the same, it'll obviously it'll just hit that frequency. But if you set it at one at maximum, one at minimum, it will sweep through a huge frequency range. Um, right. But so it's you... got a trigger input, so you can plug a guitar in, and then when you hit the guitar, if you hit the guitar at a certain level, because there's a sense control, it will trigger the space drums. Well. So what you're what you're saying is your new rig is guitar into the space drum into that monotron delay. Well, I was thinking, what we if didn't, we sorry, did... Sorry, we didn't really explain the fact that we're talking about a monotron delay. We talked about that before we went on air. Matty just bought a monotron delay. That's, that's where we... Right. That's, I completely forgotten that that was when we weren't <laughs> recording. <laughs> um, random tone generator, space drum, space echo. Monotron delay. Monotron delay. Do you still have a random tone generator? No, I never bought one. Did you not? See, I always, I always go in about it, and I'm like, oh, I should buy one. And then, are they you, still they, are they still a current product? Yeah, yeah, they must be. Oh, yeah, I mean, selling like hotcakes. Seeing, seeing, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't see how they they are they can't be because 
like I'm pretty sure that you and me are the only two people who want one and I'm sure they made <laughs> more than two to begin with um, so yeah I, I really want to get one as well they're only like 20 quid yeah they're not very uh, much money so cheap they're totally stupid I mean they are utterly ridiculous um, anyway so just that then this week Space Drum and Monotron Delay yeah um, yeah that's it really I've, I'm selling loads of stuff um, everyone always goes on about oh you just you keep buying more stuff and eating everything I'm selling loads of stuff what's getting cold I've got loads of drive pedals I don't need I've got loads of, I bought loads of like buffers and things like that for different pedal boards I've had and then just kind of like thought oh I might come I might use it again at some point and then never really got around to it but just I've got a couple of pedal boards I, I've got a pedal train pro um, in um, waiting for my boss ES8 um, and because it won't fit on my pedal train 3 so I'm selling my pedal train 3 as well maybe I want to buy some of this stuff for you you want anything good any good drive pedals uh, I've got an uh, an old style um, big box electroharmonics double muff. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say electroharmonics big muff. Big muff, like a nineteen, you know, maybe a really early one. No, no, keeping that bad boy. You did offer it to me once, and I turned I know, it down. No, I was like, no. I can't I, believe I I, I should have taken that. Could you keep an eye out for a Russian green big muff for me, Matt? That's the only thing I want now. They do sound awesome. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I'm on base. I haven't reissued that. Yeah, me, yeah, kind of, yeah. That'd that would be, be good. Next list. Caves use one, I think. Really? Okay. Minty from Caves use. No one knows one. who that is. You do. Yeah. Oh, they're a band. Yeah. Jake Cross, <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Um, I have been really busy. Okay. Um, that's good. Work has been busy. I, um, I put on a gig last week. Um, with a couple of bands who I really like. I meant to go to that and then fell asleep. And you didn't, yeah, yeah, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine, we had loads of fun without you. Good, All that's your mates exactly there. what I expected. Um, uh, I put on this band called The Sidekicks, um, who are from Columbus, Ohio, who are really good. And uh, the singer of that band has the exact same rig that I do, or like one of. Okay, he has <laughs> yeah, a, which one? <laughs> the, he's got um, the same... Double cut Les Paul Junior Special as me. Yeah. And the same Vox AC30 hand as me, which is really cool. Um, so we talked about that for a bit. And then it well, wasn't, he wasn't actually using his one. He was using uh, the guy who was driving them. He was using his one. And so I then got to talk to him about it as well. Right. So between the 11 people or so that were involved in the show, three of us owned. Uh, a um an AC30 handwired. Nice. Cool. What was the bass player using? P bass, obviously. Uh yeah. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a P bass. In fact, I I mean I I was too sort of startrupped by the uh, the same rig. Yeah, right. uh, into a into a SVT. Of course. Ten. It's punk in it. Yeah. Um. So that was really good. And um. Yeah. Other than that, it's just been full on. Work, work, work. work, work, work. Actually, I. I forgot to ask, actually, talking of SVTs really quick. When, um, when I saw Blur the other week, uh, Alex James, he, for some reason, he had his SVT facing the other way. I've heard like, that before. It's to reduce volume on stage, basically. So Surely like, they like use the head as well. Yeah, but the head was turned around the other way, which I couldn't work out. Why? Um, probably because he's got a guitar tech yeah. behind him. So he, he, probably he's got a guitar tech who does literally everything except for play the one or two notes that Alex James plays. No, Alex James is a good bass player. Complicated bass lines a really? little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, have a listen to uh, Girls and Boys. That's like straight up Oh, yeah, I quality. suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'd imagine. I've heard, so I've heard people have the rig the other way before, yeah, to reduce like stage volume. So you're still getting like loads of volume into the mic um, and still getting a kind of classic SVT sound, but not wanting to kind of swamp the stage with loads of bass. Um, yeah. And then obviously you have some coming out of your monitors and the rest gets fed into other um, band members' monitors and stuff. But yeah, the head the other way around is weird. But I assume, like Jay says, it's just someone's there doing everything for yeah. him. I find that weird. Who, what, what band was it that you were talking about, Matt, that just has like... Was it Metallica, a guy who like does Kirk Hammett's war for him or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, there, was a, there was like a, like a rig uh, video a while ago about Metallica. 
the same guy's done Kirk Hammett's teching for like 20 years. He's got nine wah pedals on stage or something, like dotted all around the stage. Um, but if you can't get to one, he does like some of the bar backstage. <laughs> what does that mean if he can't get to one? How could, you not, how could you not go to one of the nine wah pedals on stage? <laughs> but it, it's mental. Like everything is, you know, done, you know, backstage. It's like I saw Meshuggah um, at um, Concord 2 and they had nothing on stage. Yeah, no amps. I think we like talk everything. It's yeah. Don't they all? It's all axe effects, isn't it? It's all axe effects now, and loads of it's MIDI triggered. So they don't even I, have I, to turn the pedal. No, no. So the drum because they, they only started playing to um, to a click. So the drummer plays to a click track, which is on a on a MIDI thing, and then obviously there's certain program changes programmed into that MIDI click track that automatically change all the patches on the axe effects the thing so the thing that's quite interesting for me in this debate is like um sometimes you see like i guess like a good example is is like kanye at glastonbury the other week yeah um there was so much like furore about people complaining saying but he's not like this is supposed to be like a rock rock and roll festival he's not playing any of his instruments he's not putting on a show he's not doing this not doing that and you get it with a lot of like sort of electronic or or hip-hop artists you know stuff which isn't sort of guitar orientated or like rock and roll orientated where you say like well you know what's going on like I, I mean I was guilty of it myself I saw Fortet um, a few years back who's this like really cool I really like um, really like his stuff he's like this ambient um, electronica artist and I left after 20 minutes um, because it did look like he was just he just, had his la- he just had his laptop on, okay. and as far as I was concerned, he could have just pushed play Space on iTunes Space and then was playing Football Manager. Like, that's what it looked like to me. He's, he's living the dream. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, you know, and, and you can sort of, like, you, you hear that argument quite a lot. You know, well, you know, these people aren't doing anything, they're just pushing, they're just pushing play. It's like, how, you know, can you apply that argument to bands who are midi-syncing everything? You know, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Um, because I really, I, you know, I really like a lot of stuff that isn't guitar orientated. You know, I really, I, I, I probably wouldn't go and see Fortet again, but I'll buy the next record. Well, I'll listen to it on Spotify. I won't buy it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> really supporting the scene. <laughs> I pay my ten pound a month. That's true. That is, and he gets <laughs> talking about um, a quarter of a penny off in fact, that. I don't so. even think he's on Spotify anymore. Right. I'll just listen to the. L- I'll listen to the couple of LPs that I've got. It's fine. Um. Talking of um, electronica, real quick, in but mixing in guitar, I started listening to a guy called Thundercat. Oh yeah, um, have you heard of him? Yeah, he's, he's the, the bass player, isn't he? Yeah, he was the well, he's, he yeah, he's a bass player, but he plays in a band, his brother's band called Suicidal Tendencies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 of course. But he um, he basically produced like some albums recently for other artists, but he plays like a six-string bass, and it's just him, a drummer, and a keyboard player but does some like kind of weird electronica stuff but he's just like an amazing bass player with just a great bass sound as well and I was like why have I not heard of this guy he's really really good Branton to be into him you'd really like Suicidal Tendencies I can't believe you've not heard of them they're like exactly the sort of like ri- like ridiculous thrash that you would be into like it's it's just like I think it's you know how you and me have got like that crossover of music that really like small crossover point of music where I Brian like where, where, no no there's like a, a crossover point where Matt likes really ridiculous music and I like really ridiculous n- music n- like not ridiculous music mm. and there's like a crossover point it's like a what's that thing like a is it um what are those diagrams one of those charts is it a Venn yeah. diagram Venn diagram a Venn diagram where it's like not ridiculous music ridiculous music and then there's a crossover point where and I think suicidal tendencies slip into that I Mate. will um, I will check them out and oh. uh yeah. On a similar note, if you want to hear one of the best bass sounds I've ever heard, go and check out. Um, I don't know. I, I do know why I was listening to this 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 week. But there's this tune called Doppelganger by a girl called Shysty. Okay. Um, it's like UK grime, but it's honestly got one of the best bass guitar sounds in I've ever heard. Like so grindy, but it's not. It's clearly not a pedal that's doing it. It's like the amp is turned up so unbelievably really? loud. Really? reckon it's, it's like... Yeah, it just sounds like... Recorded. It sounds like an SVT uh, 810 just about to give up. Um, it sounds so, so good. And like, I understand if like the tune isn't for everyone, but like go and find it for that bass sound. I instantly was like, I just need to start playing bass again. 
And I didn't think like listening to UK grime would make me think, oh yeah, I'm really into bass guitar. But it sounds so, so good. Anything else this week, Jay Cross? What have uh, you been playing? Have you had a chance to play anything? Um, not really. What did I, there was something that I picked up that... Um, is it a game where you don't go anywhere near your microphone? Is that the game? Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Um, what have I... No, I don't think so. Like, we, we stock-checked this week, so I've spent the last... Um, the glamorous life of a guitar shop manager, I've spent the last couple of days just... Printing uh, barcodes. paperwork. Nice. Um, so, what did I... I'm, there was something that I'd not seen before that I picked up and I was like, oh, this is cool. It was something... I can't remember. It was... No, I can't remember. I'll come back to you. Okay. Okay. Um... <laughs> I put a video up this week. Finally. I haven't seen it. I know. That's very, very disappointing. I'm really sorry. (laughs) Did you watch it, Matt? I did. The the Strat Facts. Yeah. Top 10 10 Strat Facts you probably don't know. Did anything anything jump out there? Did you know everything? Are you you spoilering it? No, let's not do number one. Don't say number one. Yeah, don't say number one because number number one is pretty good. (laughs) Number one is amazing. And I knew the story. I managed to find some documentary footage of the thing. Um... And I knew the story beforehand, um, but I found some footage to put in, and it is unbelievably good. Was there anything else on there that jumped out at you? Yeah, I I didn't know that the reason um, we didn't get strapped until 1959 is there was was no trade between the US and the UK. Um, I didn't actually know that. I just thought that they were just too expensive to import. Sure. but when you adjust for inflation, the price that they, yeah. they were then, now that was what really blew my mind. Do, do you know what? The guitar I knew would be expensive, but the fact that a case was like $40 then, which is like $350 now for it's, just a hard case. You can't quite, it's not quite as simple as that. Well, I mean, you you should know you've got the economics. Yeah, which is why it's not quite as simple as that. I mean, yeah, yeah you, no, you go online, okay. you go to inflation calculator, right, okay. you put in a number, and then the other number <laughs> okay. is the one that you put on that's... a video that goes out to like 10,000 people. Right, okay, okay, that's fine, that's fine. It's not quite as simple as that. I, I agreed, like, 40 quid, $40 is, like, that is a lot of money. Yeah. But it's not quite as simple as, you know. Well, how does it work? It's a lot more. It's a lot. More, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. You go to the website. Right. Okay. Inflation you go to the website. <laughs> you put in the number, and then a bigger number comes out at the end. And you go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Safe to say, though, forty dollars back then was expensive. Yes. Because the guitars didn't come with a hard case. It no. was an optional extra. So, yeah. Um, it's, um, yeah. It, it's funny, really, because it, it goes to show why loads of people, for a long time, didn't use like Fender or Gibson products and why things like Silvertone and stuff like that really like thrived like Watkins yeah like because that's what that's what people could afford well and all the German brands like the German ones are things that really stick out like um, you get like uh, well I mean Hofner for one you know obviously Paul McCartney got that because it's the only thing he could get that was left-handed and um, and affordable um, but there's loads like Future Armor I think is one that's cartoon yeah. mate no, well, it is a cartoon as well. Do you want to do any more rustling in that sorry, bag of yours? I, sorry. I'll be one sec. Are you trying to find something? Oh, <laughs> don't worry. Jay Cross. I'm just, just going to charge my phone, but sorry. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, that video, what else was on there? What else stood out to you, Matt? Um, I, I always think, even though I knew about it already, the car colours is a good one. Um, but actually, also the three-way switch—the fact that there—I didn't realise that the three, the five-way switch didn't come in until like the late seven, late seventy-eight, I think, or seventy-nine. What? Yeah, that late. Yeah, totally. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah. And um, you, you think about it now, like Strats have got five-way switch, uh, S1, S- and personality cards in some cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like. Yeah, back in the day, you just had a three-way switch, three pickups, three-way switch. Why would you need any more than that? Yeah, well, wow. I knew that, obviously, what people were doing were jamming the three-way switches in the middle so you get both to yeah. create the contact. Um, but I thought they came a lot sooner because I suppose the thing is is that even though people knew that sound was accessible, the only way you could actually physically switch that in was by you know having a five-way switch, but no one was obviously manufacturing five-way switches. No. Who was, the, who was the first person to produce five-way switch then? Who was the first company? Probably Fender. Probably Fender, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah late seventies they started actually making it an option. So people moan about seventy stuff. Actually, some stuff wicked. Wow. How about it? Indeed. Didn't know that. Indeed. So yeah, do go and why check. Was, it. Sorry, going go back a bit. Why was there? A, why was there no trade between the US and the UK? Don't know. Don't know. Finished in nineteen fifty nine. I'm far more interested in that. Why didn't you find that out? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a video on that. Yeah, okay. Well, just nothing to do with guitars, just <laughs> yeah. like trade relations yeah. between the UK and the United <laughs> yeah. States in the 50s. Yeah, yeah. You'll I don't watch know. it, won't you? Two views. I definitely won't watch that. It sounds really, really, really boring. <laughs> I am quite into the idea of like a video series about like the economics of guitars, though. Yeah, so am I. Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, the, the literally the only two things that I... Like? Wham. Well, yeah, yeah. Football. Yeah, football. Um, that would be quite fun. Maybe we could do something like that. I think we definitely should. Good. We have to get you on camera. It'd be fun. Oh my. Anyway, so do go and check that out. Guitar Nerds videos on YouTube. I think the channel's called youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. Um, there's a brand new video up there talking about the top 10 strat facts you probably didn't know. And number one is, number one is just so unbelievably weird that it's <laughs> worth a watch for that alone. Oh, I'm excited. Well, you know, should have watched it. I've been very busy, as we explained. Should we do some news? Yes. Loads and loads of new products this week. Um, first up, Source Audio have released the Vertigo Tremolo. Matt Knight, have you looked into this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I hate to say just another tremolo, because that sounds really bad. But the, I think the great thing about the Source Audio stuff is that they've all got this neuro programming thing in them. I've read that, the so, neuro brain or something it's called, isn't it? Like you can... Yeah. Like plug everything in via USB, or can is there some sort of wireless? It's like, it's like a mini jack. Um, okay. I think that basically plugs out of the back, um, and then plugs into their like audio hub or their MIDI hub, so you can then use this little switcher to kind of um, a bit like an ES8, I suppose. But you're not you're not actually physically plugging them in an effects loop. You're all plugging them in in a line, but this switcher is telling which ones to turn on and off. So rather than switching in and out of a loop, it's physically actually turning the units on and off. And I think you can set presets on it as well. Um, because I remember at NAMM, they were saying, oh, the future is that we then start building this or retrofitting it into other brands' pedals as well. So you could have like a carbon copy or something like that that's fitted with it or, you know, like a boss pedal and you could plug them all into this thing and it would you could program a whole series of pedals with it. Okay. Uh, it, does quite, yeah. it does quite a few things, though, doesn't it? It's, so it's got a uh, tap trem on there as far as i can remember yeah i think it's um so it does the the harmonic tremolo which is obviously really popular at the moment which is things like you've got on the flint which that it sounds much more like a like a a proper vintage trem but i think it's got um i think it's got like other waveforms in it as well so you've got like a square wave and you've got like a reverse sawtooth and things like that so with a lot of uh, source audio products they do kind of stuff that's a bit wacky um but always the the great thing about them is they're always like quite cheap as well um i know some of those like more like pro units are only like 100 quid or something like that um but yeah look it looks good i, I haven't got, I had a chance to try well i don't think i'll get a chance to try one out but they look pretty good by the looks of that news story they've discontinued the sound blocks series yeah because the thing about the sound blocks they're cool but they were made of plastic yeah, and also just a weird shape to try and fit on your pedal board. You know, like they didn't really, you know, they're totally non-standard shape. Yeah, um, and because I, I think I'm actually just reading here, I think what you can do with presets being the the new on the back, you can actually save stuff into iOS and Android as well. Yeah, um, so you can save loads of presets on your phone and then just recall them later um, with the app as well, which is quite a cool, which is quite a cool feature. I think like things seem to be going that way a lot more, especially things like the Eventide H9. Yeah, where you kind of you know program everything via your, via an app and and recall it at a later date, which maybe not necessarily great for gigging, but I suppose for someone who's in the studio, it'd probably be a little bit more handy. Yeah, it's um, it just seems to make sense. Like, and it it gives that pedal like like you say, like it is just another tremolo, and we'll see in a minute. There's another tremolo out this week, but being able to do stuff like that it takes it down like a very certain path like the tremolo we're going to talk about next is way more traditional um and adding things like you know like uh, the iphone connectivity and just having loads and loads of features uh really kind of tells you like okay this is quite a techie product this is not a traditional trem yeah 
I suppose it's it it must be tricky now with like pedals just being so popular. It's like, oh, we're going to make a tremolo. It's like, well, how do you make a tremolo sound better than someone else's tremolo? Or you know, what do you do to make it stand out more? Do you know what um, I think doesn't get enough credit? The Boss Slicer. Like, that pedal doesn't sound like anything else. I don't know how I, to use it. I if, think it was too too far ahead of its time. Completely. Like, now... Because that must have come out, what, maybe seven years ago or eight years ago, something like that? Yeah, because I remember when... I think it came out in the first year I worked in the shop. Yeah. Really? No, I don't think... I think it came out when I was working there no because i no because robin was working at the shop uh the shop when i when it first came out because i mean we bought one together uh, right because we were using it at the time so yeah that was this was your your bandmate robin yeah yeah so it's like seven eight years ago wow Uh, so but like a pedal if a pedal would come out like that now like it would be and perhaps if it wasn't made by boss because people have certain uh there's certain connotations with the boss brand about being you know quite conservative and quite traditional if it had come out and had some like homebrew company's name on it then people would be like oh this is best sounded pedal ever it's crazy yeah yeah i know it's 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 just one of those things, isn't it? And they still make it. It's still a current product. So, but you never see it on people's pedal boards. No. Yeah. I mean, with the things you can do via MIDI, like it's yeah, a truly unique product. But yeah, I think probably maybe just too soon. Definitely, definitely. And it, you know, again, it's a kind of curse of boss. Unfortunately, uh, like the stuff they're doing with the MDP. Um, mm. What was the del- the MDP delay? Terror Echo. The Terror Echo, Echo. Yeah, again the sounds like just. It, another world it's like an a, amazing sounding pedal um but you know people uh, think that the brand is is a bit more conservative but yeah. people should open their what's, minds uh, go for some boss what's nice though is actually on a few of the forums and, and on facebook i'm starting to see a lot of pe- people's pedal boards with es8s yes. yeah people same. are really really raving about them um which is good because i think that's exactly what they need they need a product like that that people are going to start yeah thinking about boss again and kind of thinking that you know, they're not just making DS1s. You know, it's loads of people are like, oh, the control you've got over it. So I really think that actually that more, I think the more people see that, the more popular it's going to become. What's the um, what's the feedback been so far about ESA? I think I've seen only overwhelmingly positive. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything negative about it. No, I've certainly not either. No. It just does like way the, more than anything only, else. The, literally the only thing that I've seen anybody say bad about it is that's boss yeah see it's the only yeah. thing you can't you can't fault it otherwise yeah completely um and you know we talked about it many times before it's like we all think boss stuff is absolutely amazing yeah and they do some incredible they, stuff yeah. they made the best pedal of all time to I'm which i will be eternally grateful unfortunately it's like um victim of their own success you know because they've been such a household name for such a long time people are always kind of looking for another cooler unheard of brand you know when actually loads of the boss pedals are as good as loads of the kind of smaller boutique yeah. home homebrew stuff that's out there you know some, they've got some new bits coming out as well have they? yeah do you know about them? yeah why don't you tell me about them? I can't suck I'm not allowed to oh, that's a bit upsetting isn't it? but I know they've got some I've got, I know they, do you know about these Matt? I know yeah. yeah oh when? when are they coming out? don't know soon it's NAM NAM this week or NAM next week? summer NAM in the next couple of weeks, yeah. Right, I need to find out about these pedals. So, Summer Nam's always a weird one, though, because it's like there's not that much stuff released, but there's cool hints of stuff that might come out later. But I know for this, well, Winter Nam just gone, that more companies now tend to have products ready to go at Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like Winter Nam's like, oh, we're going to do this, and then like at and then Frankfurt. never do it. Yeah. Well, in some cases, <laughs> like Strymon and Pigtronics, like things take like two to three years to come out after being shown, you know. Yeah. Um, so a couple more pedals. Um, Wampler have released the Latitude Standard Tremolo and the Low Blow Bass Overdrive. Um, Matt, the Latitude Standard uh, is it just a cut down Latitude Deluxe? Yeah, that's right. So no tap tempo. Um, it's just three controls: speed, depth, and level. Um, I mean, it was a great sounding tremolo. Um, you know, really realistic. Sounds really, really nice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You've just got to play it and kind of be into it. It's, you know, it's, it's basically a fender trim in a box. Um, okay, cool. But taken down to a normal, like, boss-sized um, enclosure. Well, so I think the... OnePlus small pedal-sized. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, is, which is, I suppose, what, yeah, slightly taller than a, than a yeah, boss pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, a lot of the time, with tremolo, I always think, do I want... Well, do I want temp- tempo on a tremolo? Like... It's kind of like when you play with a Fender amp with Trem, you just kind of set it to somewhere that sounds good and you set the intensity to somewhere that sounds good and you just leave it on. Yeah. Do you know what I think works quite well is like a fast slow, like a, a Leslie switch, but on a Trem. Like if yeah. you could set like a f- fast speed and a slow speed and then switch between the two. Does anyone yeah. do that? Uh, yeah. Uh, full tone. Um, do one. They do the super Trem. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I actually sold one of the custom shop versions of that this week. Did you? Um, yeah, which has got the auto panner on it as well, so it like properly pans between two outputs. So you get this really cool like 3D effect, um, and then you can set the bias between the outputs. So you can say you want more trim to come out of one side or the other. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds awesome. So yeah. if you're running stuff in stereo, quite a wide stereo spread, it sounds amazing. You know what else does that? Boss slicer. Yeah. Um, the slicer had the 3D. Do you remember? It did, yeah. So it's got it's using like um, delays essentially to make uh, like a 3D sound image from a stereo setup. Yeah. So uh, you get like if you're just the way we had it, or the way I remember it being set up was with two uh, like studios, yeah, studio yeah, yeah, yeah. monitors. Yeah. And you play a chord, and then it bounced between the two speakers, and then behind you, so and then in front kind of, of you, kind of like how the. Um in the same way that the technology works with the uh, the Black Star IDs, exactly, they're like yeah. the speakers are. I don't really understand it. Is it the speakers are out of phase with each other in one way or another? It's it's all to do with like timing, yeah. Um, and you're like essentially like tricking your brain into thinking into thinking as, it's behind you, exactly. So, yeah, because I remember when when I first heard the delay. Like if you play the delay on it, you can't figure out where it's coming from, right? It's because it bounces around all over the place. I really like that sort of thing. That's really cool. There's, um, yeah, I kind of want to get a boss slicer. Now yeah, we're talking about yeah. it. But I've only got one amp, so it'd be, it wouldn't work. Um, Matt, I, I meant to say, Matt sent me a really dirty, flirty text message Blimey. this week. He sent me a picture message. Blimey. Of the, uh, <laughs> the full tone, um, solid state tape echo. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Are you going to buy one, Jay? You should definitely buy one. <laughs> do, I need, do, I need, do I need four tape echoes? Well, three four. real ones and one... And um, one pedal one. One pedal one. Yeah. Do, I need, do I need four? You do. Yeah. I probably do. But I kind of want the... I want to wait for I want to wait for the T-Rex one. I want to see the T-Rex one. The T-Rex one's interesting because it uses the cassettes, I know. which I think is like such a good move. Yeah. Personally, for me, I'm like totally scared of tape echoes. Like, it just wouldn't... I'd be like, yeah, I'm definitely going to break this. Whereas that seems really manageable. I Pop re- a little tape in there, done. I really, really want one that I could gig with. And I I don't think I could gig with either of the ones that I own. Um, the, your old one is too breaky. Yeah. 
And what is uh, it, Watkins? Watkins, yeah, 61, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something you just want to use for recording because the preamp on that just sounds so oh, good. Oh, the, the valve preamp is just incredible. It sounds like the best drive pedal ever. Yeah, yeah. And um, the Space Echo is is amazing, but it's, it's just too unpredictable, isn't it? The thing that the Space Echo is good for is putting... Um, so I want to get a random tone generator. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm really excited. Like, I, I'm going to... I need to sit down and AB the full tone because the full tone are doing a valve one as well, right? Well, they've always done a valve one, uh, which is basically like almost like an exact replica of an Echoplex. Right. Okay. Uh, Isn't it like but three grand is, or something? Valve, no, I think they're like fifteen. Well, they're fifteen hundred quid, I think. Okay. Um, but I mean, the thing is, yeah, it's a valve-driven tape echo, but. They've kind of redesigned it so the tape echo, the, the housings, you know, it's, there's less risk of it getting knocked about. And yeah. the unit is much more sturdy than, like, you know, my 201, which is in, like, a wooden box. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't want to, like, drop this. See, that's the um, thing that I think about the T-Rex one, is it, like, T-Rex are such a... I, I can't think of a single T-Rex pedal that I've ever seen come back not working. Yeah, and, I mean, the fact is they've made it into a floor unit, so it's yeah. got to be... Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand- yeah. Oh, I tell you, I tell you what, it was T Rex. I tell you what, I played this week. Go on. To go back, the T Rex Creamer. Okay. A reverb pedal. With a, great, it's got a valve in it. Great reverb pedal. Does it? I think so. No, those no. ones don't. Oh, I was thinking of the Roommate. The Roommate. Yes. No, no. Because I, I, I seem to remember that not being great. That was alright. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, the Creamer. I really okay. like the. I really like the sound as well. Creamer. The word Creamer. It's really creamy. Is it creamy? But it's sounds like re- relatively soy creamy okay you know good so vegan approved yeah, yeah it's all right excellent um <laughs> just quickly looking at um i just went i just thought i'd quickly google the replicator um and there's actually a list of early specs before it's um fully out as well oh yeah so yeah it's you can just buy you basically just buy replacement cassette tapes That's yes. it. yeah yeah um they that when but, they launched it they said that that was like that was going to be a feature basically yeah but you can go all the way up to three seconds delay time, which is pretty good considering yeah. it's a little tape. 20 dB of boost. Okay. Um, Built-in chorus, but it doesn't say whether that's digital or analog. I assume uh, it'll be digital. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, That'd be cool if it's analog, though. And I know, all analog signal path. Wow, apparently. really? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, just looking at the bottom here. Um yeah, that's going to be awesome. I really, I, I think I'm going to have to, <clears throat> I'm going to have to AB them, but I really. Oh, think so I'm, I'm going to have I didn't to... realise it's two playback heads. One is tap tempo controllable, and one is independently bypassable as well. So the button on the, so you can basically have two different delay times. Right. And then you can switch them in and out individually. That's amazing. <sighs> and you can plug an expression pedal in. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So you can get it to oscillate, but you can use a an expression pedal what to like cut out the oscillation yeah yeah to basically push the feedback into like maximum oh, oscillation kind of like how you can with the uh, with the RE20 yeah yeah yeah. you hold down the button don't yeah, you yeah 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 you're definitely um, going to want one of those I really want one of them how much are they going to be I think do, I think aren't they like 499 or something uh, or 399 I think they were a bit more than that I think it was more I don't know I don't, I don't think I've seen a firm price I think okay. the rumour was I think the rumour was like 799 okay. RRP right. so I mean it's going to be 500 quid probably isn't it yeah um, maybe yeah, maybe. I mean like looking roughly here on a, uh, a website online um, a website pre- online <laughs> website online do they do um, websites look- online now <laughs> they do the internet now <laughs> How you get the internet on computers now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a retailer uh, in Europe that are listing it at five hundred and forty eight pounds. Pounds, really? Yeah. So it'd be like five four nine five nine nine something like that. Uh, yeah. Jay, you're definitely have to buy one. <laughs> I tell you what else you're going to have to buy, and what the world definitely needs more of: clip-on headstock tuners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, specifically the Korg Pitch Crow G clip-on tuner. Krog. Krog. It's the Chad Kroger signature. Chad Kroger. Ch- clip on tuner. The Billy Krogan. Matt and I, did you ever look at this one? I did, and it's just a clip on tuner. <laughs> <laughs> is, it poly- is it polyphonic? I, I, is it polyphonic? I, just, I don't no, think it is. It no, I don't no, care it's then. Just, <laughs> it's just a clip on tuner. 
Um, it does have quite a big screen. Apparently, it's more accurate than any other clip-on tuner. Um, is it, is that information correct as of the TC Electronic announcement last week? Well, that's the thing. I think <laughs> realistically, I think clip-on tuners. Everyone's going to end up buying um, the pitch clip. Poly, yeah, a pitch clip. No, sorry, the polytune poly one. Yeah, polytune clip. And, the, and you know, and then that's it. That's going to be the industry standard clip-on tuner. Yeah. How much and are they? We did talk about this. They're only like. They're a lot cheaper than they. They're like thirty six quid or something. Yeah. You know, um, that's that's cheaper than the boss. No, I think the boss one's twenty nine. Yeah, like it's bonkers though. Why do the Crow G when you've already made the best clip on tuner ever? The pitch the clip. The pitch clip. The pitch clips were great. Like I really really like the pitch clips, but they were a bit rubbish on bass. The low end response was not very yeah. good. You had to do you had to do the twelve. Who needs a tuner on bass though? Well, absolutely. I mean, just hope for the best. Just plug into the amp. It's fine. Yeah, no it's one's fine. listening to what you're doing anyway. Just turn it up and play open. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Um, Take all the strings off except for one. <laughs> just use with, that. With tuners though, you see that they. I find I plugged in one of the TC black lights. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. And it's like the brightest tuner in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is so bright. It's like. Do you know we had a we had a question about that actually, and I didn't put it in the podcast questions um, because I didn't think there'd be an answer. Um, but someone in the podcast group asked, uh, "What's the best way to see a floor tuner in sunlight?" So I assume get a TC electronic yeah, but you know, black light. All the, t- all the TC tuners have a little L- uh, little sensor in them that adjusts the brightness depending on how bright your surroundings are. Really? Did you not yeah. know that? Matty, no. Matty, when we first started this podcast, that was all Matt ever went on about. Oh, really? I've forgotten yeah. that. Long time ago. Did you reset when we reset? Yeah. When we rebranded? Now we're in our new home. <laughs> Took off the old slippers, put on a lovely new fresh set of lovely, slippers. Lovely slippers. Uh, let's do two more bits of news. Um, Matt, you sent me something through about the Carmart in Switch Mark Three. Is that a new yeah. thing? It is a new thing. Oh, okay, um, good. And I kind of wonder whether they were a bit late to the party. <laughs> I also saw this this week and thought the exact same thing. <laughs> is it just- probably old, uh, designed by Thomas uh, Guildman. He was probably like, yeah, this is going to destroy the market. And then Boss were like, yeah, we've got the ES8 coming out. It's cheaper, though. It is cheaper. Um, it's, it's the same price as the Mark II. Yeah, it's basically it's cheaper than an ES8 and obviously a lot cheaper than the gig rig, but does something more similar to what the gig rig does. So um, eight send and ret- mono send and returns with a switchable buffer, um, and then to just ch- add presets, you just use the little dip switches on top. I really like the Octa switch. I think it's really good. I think my issue with the with the Mark II was always that it's too big, and I think that this is a this is a very viable option, and I think that. It will be good for people who aren't going to want all of the extra... I mean, obviously, it's such a boring point to make, but it's it's going to be good for people who aren't going to want all of the extra features that the ESA can offer. Um, yeah. Because it is just... It's just analog presets, essentially, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, you, you're just... You're flicking... I mean, I, I really like it. I think it's really simple. Um, but yeah, the problem with it before is it was always just way too big. Yeah. Um, and I think this this really addresses it. I think it looks really sleek. Yeah, two hundred and fifty quid. Yeah, so quite a bit cheaper than other big switching so solutions. Basically, two hundred pounds so. cheaper than a than an ES8, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't do half the stuff. Mm. One last bit of news: Ovation guitars have restarted production in the USA. So Ovation um, were owned by Fender. Yeah, uh, got sold to DW Percussion. Yeah, um, and weird move that, wasn't it? It is, and I think it was hanging in the air basically whether they were going to just take the name, build a load of guitars in China or Korea uh, or Indonesia. Um, but yeah, they've basically reopened. They've like re-signed the lease on the Ovation factory. Uh, that's such a that's really it's really great because like the, the those USA built Ovations were just unbelievable, unbelievably crafted. Like the the detail on the headstocks of some of those was just yeah. absolutely magical. Like really, really phenomenal guitars. They're not for everyone. No, the Ovation stuff. But if you're into that thing. Like the you know plastic bowl back, much more of a kind of stage guitar. Yeah. Um, no one does it better. No. And God, no. No one does it better than the American factory 
doing them. So kind of good news all around, really. They put out an announcement on 4th of July. Did they? Yeah. Of course they did. So, you know, um, God bless America. Um, Should we do some questions? Yes. Yes. So first up, Lee says, any recommendations for a lunchbox amp for a hard rock style? Could you gig with an Engel Gigmaster 15? Matt Knight. Uh, yeah, you could. Um, I actually, I've had um, a little bit more time with um, Victory amps recently, um, and they do one called the V30, um, which is I think 550 quid, which is um, a little bit more powerful than um, like a Gigmaster. Yeah, but two channels, so clean and drive. Um, but it goes all the way down to two watts, so great for home use. Um, but then you can ramp it up to 30 if you want to gig with it. Um, for me, the Gigmaster was pretty good, but it's—I don't know—they just there wasn't as much character behind it as some of the other amps. What we're we saying about Tiny Terrors? What's the situation with Tiny Terrors at the moment? Still the go-to lunchbox amp? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure if there is a go-to lunchbox amp anymore. What about, if it's for hard rock? What about something like one of the Jim Root Tiny Terrors? I would. I would still go with an OR15. Okay. The orange yeah. OR15. I, I out of all of the the smaller orange amps, I still think that's I think that's the best one. Bit bigger though, not quite the sort of little lunchbox style. Only a bit bigger, like it's. it's I guess no lot... no bigger than an Engel Gigmaster. Yeah, it's certainly no bigger than an Engel Gigmaster. I would say if you can stretch to it, go with one of the boogies. Um, yeah. Either the Mark five. the Mark Five or the Mini Rec, probably the Mark Five. Um, or the, the Rectiverb, the new one, that's really cool as well. Um, but probably the Mark V, if you, what, what's that, like 12, 1300 quid, something like that? 12, 7, 9, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah. So, the, um, the Transatlantic uh, 15, TA15, is one of the best amps I've ever used. Yeah, the TA15's good. I just, I feel like the, I think the Mark V is better. Yeah, and the Mini Rec. And the Mini Rec as well, yeah. I suppose it depends whether you need a clean sound as well, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um,. Because you know the gig, I suppose the Gigmaster does cover both. Where you know on on more of a budget, you know things like the Tiny Terror are great, and the OR15 is obviously the best one for it. But there's just no clean in that. That's the only problem. What about uh, just take one of those tiny little oranges, the Micro Terror? Micro Terror, take that. Don't do that. <laughs> Adam says what are your opinions of the rise of the popularity of the budget end of the pedal market companies such as Joyo Moen and Bayang um, getting some pretty great reviews of their pedals uh, which are costing a fraction of the price of the bigger competitors what impact do you f- foresee this having on the market now I've never heard of Moen or Bayang is Moen which- not just a typo of Moor I don't think so because I heard someone else say Moen oh okay um, my before you guys weighed in, my opinion on it is that like I'm pretty connected with this stuff, um, and I've never heard of Bayang, um, and that is why the bigger companies I think will like this stuff is important, um, but the bigger companies have got the marketing dollar to make sure that people who aren't like in front of them every day know about Boss or TC Electronic or uh, even Wampler. Um, and don't necessarily know too much about these kind of small Chinese yeah. companies. So that's my opinion on it. I think the big companies will kind of always win out because they've got a bit of dollar to put behind it. But not only that, also the bigger companies are the ones who are innovating and bringing out the new sounds. I mean, you know, even, you know, for to a certain degree, look at the Moor, like the Blues Crab. Uh, you know, that's... Is that really a pedal? Not the Blues Blues Crab? Matty? It's called the Blues Crab. Yeah. Is it? Okay. It's- and and there's also uh, the Blues Crab, and the, that's not actually the one that I meant, but that is a good one. The Sky Verb was the one that I was talking yeah. about, that I was thinking about. You know, it's obviously just a, a blue sky in a smaller box, you know, but that wouldn't have come about had Strymon, for example, not done the Blue Sky. And then there's, you know, the, the, the Moor Green Mile, which is just a, a, a copycat of a Tube Screamer. Now, I mean, everybody does a copycat of a Tube Screamer, so, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. I think that the, the the smaller companies are are really, you know, I think it's good. I think competition is good. I think that it will force people like Boss to keep... I think that, like, companies like Strymon and Wampler and, um, uh, you know, the, the, the sort of the bigger kind of quote-unquote boutique companies, 
I think they are pushing people like Boss and Electroharmonics to do more, yeah. not to rest on your laurels, which is why we've seen an exponential growth in pedals that are available. Yeah. You know, and I think that goes all the way down to the grassroots of okay, cool, well I'm gonna I'm um you know, Joey Pedal and I'm gonna make a tube screamer copy and it's gonna Joey be Joey Joyo. Joey Joey Joyo. I mean well yeah, I'm, I'm sure Joe Joyo do a um, Joey Byang. Joe yeah, and you know, I'm sure that they do a, a tube screamer copy. Yeah. And it's you know people like Boss and you know, the the big names are gonna have to continue to do something cool yep. in order to keep their name at the forefront of, of everybody's mind you know which is why uh, Strymon haven't just gone well there we go we've got the timeline done best delay pedal there we go it's done you know they've, they've brought out the dig and they've brought out come on they're not they're not proco well yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. but but you know that that's that, that, I think that you make a good point there I think proco may be at, you know at the risk of losing a market share when they do only appear to have one pedal. Proco remind me uh, a bit of like Rickenbacker in that they're just not fussed about the market. They make their thing and they just keep doing that and there'll still be people who always want to buy Proco rats. Yeah. Um, Crowther Audio is the classic. Crowther, absolutely. They've made yeah. the hot cake since 1976. Have they? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was that yeah. early. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, no, I was doing some reading about it the other day and there was just like the website it's the worst website ever and he just said the guy who makes them's like he still makes them he went they he made the first one in 1976 wow um do you know what? i was listening to the one plug podcast earlier today and they talked about a similar thing um and brian Wampler was saying like i don't i actually don't look at these chinese pedals i just make the pedals that i want to make and hopefully the pedals that i make connect with the people who might want to buy the pedals yeah. um which is kind of the way that I think all these companies should do it. And it's actually, it's kind of the way that Boss have always been. Boss put out the things that they want to put out and some of them connect with people and some of them, like the Slicer, don't perhaps quite connect in yeah. a way. But but that's because the the, the copycat companies are reactionary. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not... That, that's all, that's all that, that's going on here is, you know, Strymon have brought out the dig, you know, so give it six months and all of a sudden there's going to be a whole host of pink digital digital delays you know that you're not gonna i I think you're unlikely to find a company like moore or joyo going like really out there and going listen we've just created this thing that's completely wild because that's not how their marketing works and i you know i that's certainly not a bad thing in any way it's just the way that the way that the market goes you know someone does something cool and successful and then everybody copies it. You know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but I don't, I don't think necessarily that any of the, you know, the the big players, if you will, are gonna run the risk of falling too behind. As long as they carry on doing what they're doing, which, you know, I mean, how many times do we, how many, you know, how often do we have to sing the praises of Electroharmonics and Strymon and and Boss and, you know, it's. It, it's, but it's something that you can break into. Like nobody had, we hadn't. Would we have been talking about Strymon three years ago? You know, no. Were they a company three years ago, or were they still? Well, um, they they were still. Well, they, even the power supply still say um, damage control. Damage control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the company is called well, damage mean, that, control. I isn't think it? another company. Way ahead. What Strymon? Yeah. Yeah, no, damage control. They were doing those pedals. Yeah. Massive, like, valve-driven pedals, you know, and people just weren't willing to spend, at the time, 300 quid on a pedal. Yeah. And now people are easily willing to spend 300 quid on a single pedal. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Let's do one more question. Um, This is Chris. Chris says, best tele pickups for a Springsteen sound. Um, Now, the reason I've chosen this is because I have a little bit of uh, Springsteen trivia first that I only found out today. Cool. Did you know uh, Bruce Springsteen wrote Hungry Heart for the Ramones? Really? Yeah. And then his uh, manager or producer heard it and went, can't give that away. That's a banger. That sounds like four minutes long. Well, I assume it's not like it wouldn't have been exactly the same. Um, but yeah, he wrote for them. He was Apparently he was like a massive fan and was like, I'm going to write a tune for you. And then that went on to like be a massively popular song and all of the Ramones died like relatively poor and... 
a bit gutted. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. There we go. So basically, they all died because of Bruce Springsteen. Wow. <laughs> what pickups would you put in a telly if you wanted to sound like the murderer Bruce Springsteen? I mean, this is a very easy question, <laughs> I think. I yeah. would buy the bare knuckle The Boss set. <laughs> There's not a set called The Boss. There, there is okay. a bare knuckle The Boss set. Um, that's most certainly what I would go for. But... Um, Here's the thing. Do you know do you know anything about his telly? No. It's not a telly. Okay. It is an Esquire. It is a 53 or 54. I just did a quick little bit of reading on it just and I just all I was doing was refreshing my uh my boss knowledge. Um but yeah, it's a it's a 53 or a 54. They're not quite sure. And um they like as with all of those those guitars from well as with most of those guitars from that era they just went like when it was 10 years old they were like you know what this needs middle pickup yeah it's just dig a hole in it right middle pickup yeah so his one's got a middle pickup it's got a neck pickup like they've wait what it's got three pickups yeah his telly does does it yeah 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 because yeah, it's like he's got like an original 53 that they've just like they've like i'm sure it does but he's definitely got a neck pickup but yeah, they just dug loads of holes in it and and then covered it up and this, that and the other. I'm sure it's got a... Or I'm sure it had a neck pickup at some point. I'm, I'm trying sure. to find out... Um, I'm trying to find out what amps he uses, actually. The only... Because I don't know that much about Bruce Springsteen. Um, the only amp I ever remember seeing him playing is like a 4x10 <laughs> basement in High Fidelity when he's offering like the main character some advice. It like cuts to him... Like the characters, like oh, what would Bruce Springsteen do? And then it cuts to him, and he's just like playing a slow blues and dealing out some like wise words, and he's using like a four by ten basement. So it's pretty, pretty cool. He's the best. Springsteen's the absolute best. And the only reason you'd ever go to the Emirates. The only reason that I would ever go to the Emirates. Indeed. Should we wrap this up, gentlemen? Uh, we've got some uh, got some more questions over on our Patreon uh, episode, which we'll be recording after this. If you want to submit questions to the podcast, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, if you want to uh, get an extra half an hour of this every week, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds videos. You can contribute to the podcast um, anything over $5 a month and you get an extra half an hour uh, every week. Um, these people have done so and are now our exclusive Patreon executive producers. Uh, Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott, Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Tomsett, Moog Gravett and Colin Anderson. Thanks again for uh, pledging this month. Um, I saw Matt Quine this week. Did you? Yeah, he came into the shop. You met a uh, a Patreoner? Yeah, yeah, we've met a few times. He's great. He's really great. Did you buy anything? Uh, He did, yeah. He bought a Tube Screamer Mini. There we go. And a new pedal board. It's our advice. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best yeah. sounding one. Super, super nice dude. Super nice dude. If you want to interact with the podcast, you can do it on Facebook. Um, oh, actually, I don't know what it is. Facebook.com forward slash Guitar Nerds page. Forum? That's the group. Get Facebook.com forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. But we actually have a page as well. Um, oh, I don't know if I like or, that. Or just yeah. go to the website, guitarnerds.net. Yeah. It's all on there. Or on Twitter, at guitarnerds. Or you can go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash guitarnerds. Videos. Going to try and update that a bit more regularly. So here's the thing. I put this new video up, and uh, I got a comment saying, uh, you know, I like your channel. You seem all right. But pff, I, I wanted to really uh, support you and stuff, like really get behind you. But you only put a video up every now and then. And uh, same with the website. It's like, wait. We put, you know, do as much as we can. We do a weekly podcast. We give you an hour and a half every week if you pay. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, it's nothing but grief. Yeah, well, anyway. you know, try our best. Yeah, buy, Fol- buy us a pint or something. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Random. <clears throat> Matt Knight, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Knighty or just find me on the Facebook group. That's where I am most of the time. Jay Cross. Um, my Twitter handle is at J-A-Y-B-N-1. Thanks again for listening this week. Uh, do join us over at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You'll get an extra half an hour of this. Uh, if you don't uh, want to do that, then uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. Cheers.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.